0: Welcome back to another episode of the Montana Project. This week, episode 19, Lucas Giakinzis, a good friend of ours. He's the founder of Hedges Run Club down in Mermaid Beach. Uh, it's been a great influence on my life over the last sort of six months or so. Uh, we also spoke about his role in sales as well as just, I guess, his journey so far coming to Australia and what he's dealt with that. Uh, but yeah, just a great, great bloke all around. And it was nice to dive in, I guess, to the mindset of someone who's. Such a fantastic person to be around. So hope you guys enjoy and uh let's get into it.
1: I've done a bit of a, a bit of singing. Oh really? Yeah. Like yeah. singing, like. I mate mean, was the does like beats and he wants like he wanted voices. Yeah. yeah. As a background, so I helped him out a bit with that. Nice. How'd awesome. it go? Oh, when, you know when you, when you listen to your own voice,
2: how it is? Yeah. yeah. You're like, nah. <laughs> nah, this is not mine. That's what we, well, I found that I had to get, kind of get used to it when we started this. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I hate hearing myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Especially when these weren't really connected properly. I felt like you could hear yourself a lot more because yeah. you can kind of only hear yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that was, yeah, that was the issue. And originally, when we were recording... We could, yeah, you could only sort of hear what was coming through your own speaker. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we're talking, it was good for your own feedback, but it's, like you're saying, probably worse. Too and, much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just, you're only getting yourself, but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's it's definitely... Why do you do like this?
1: Why is it like that, where you have to listen in and adjust a mic without the headphones? I've we never do, really looked into
2: it. Um, I don't know, like, we did do it, we have done a couple without it, without the headphones. We can mm. if you want. You can if, take no, them off if you want. No, I don't, mind. I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah, but
0: why? What's the reason? So, so why for the, having the headphones? Yeah. Um, typically, when there's more than two people, it's just good to hear everyone at the same level. Because mm-hmm. if you got someone that talks more quietly, it's sort of it just evens things out, and you can't really talk over each other as well. Because for me to be talking at the same time as you, we're both going directly into each other's ears. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. So (laughs) could be completely wrong. This could be the chicken egg thing. (laughs) We just, we just spent, um, yeah, that was, oh man, that was a, I, I was Blake <laughs> needs a new place to live. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting kicked out. I was this. I yeah. was more than <laughs> happy to never, be. I was
1: dev- devastated about it. It just <laughs> didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It
0: just didn't make sense to me. But yeah, we we're trying to we we're trying to work out whether an egg is heavier or lighter after the not after the chicken hatched, obviously, <laughs> but like during the process of the, the the chicken being formed. But and apparently, it loses weight. Yeah, when it's incubated <laughs> we were all wrong. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. nah, no, that's, um well mate, it's good to have you. We are recording as well by the way. Nicely. Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. figured cuz you we were talking
1: about it again. Yeah, like, yeah, no, you're like, like, yeah. Like I think we're on we're Yeah,
0: on. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was out there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now welcome to the Montana project, mate. Happy to be here. First question. How do you pronounce your last name cuz I actually forgot to ask. When, like, well I was just <laughs> chatting away and then like, yeah.
1: giakinsis uh, if you say yeah. it in the in the English way. If you say it in the Greek way, it's Yakinsis.
0: <laughs> Yakinzis.
1: Yeah, Kinsey's. I
0: like it. I'm going to go with that for now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, nah, it's epic. I, I think um, what you are just touching on before we started recording was um, just questions coming up. And and something that popped up to me was when you like, you messaged me like, oh, I like, appreciate the offer to come on, but like why? And I was like, I had to think about it. I was like, man, like just because someone doesn't have this celebrity status, and I think we've said this from the start, like so many people in our lives are just awesome people and we get to share that but i think for yourself what it is is this contagious sort of energy that i love about you like you're an awesome bloke as well but like yeah you've got this really excitable sort of personality and i think when i first met you um with your run club which we'll touch on in a minute um yeah it was just hard to not get around and then yeah seeing you and, and anytime i've ever spoken to someone they've always spoken really highly of you and, yeah everyone loves you mate <laughs> yeah,
1: i do appreciate that it- since I was like young, it's been like this, to be honest. Yeah. Always a lot of energy, always a bit crazier than the rest. Um I would say when it came to parties, when it came to events, uh, I was always out there. I was not afraid to, I wouldn't say be seen, but just be silly, be crazy and make everybody have a good time and enjoy.
0: Yeah. I yeah.
1: think just somebody has to do the first step into people loosening up. And a lot of times people are like, oh, if I do it and it doesn't work, I'm going to look stupid but who cares like yeah, everybody's yeah. gonna look stupid at some point and i mean if you're the first person that does it just do it without thinking twice mm. and that gives other people as well in some way permission to do the same and just to fund themselves without thinking about what could be and what couldn't mm-hmm. and that's just how i think like everybody's gonna say something wrong or do something wrong or sometimes be too much or i been too much like <laughs> um I would say annoying ADHD and all those kind of things. But I think in the long run, it benefits me because it's just me. And if I would, I've tried to pull back and be quieter Mm -hmm. and not do much. And I just feel this burning desire inside of me just to do something (laughs) stupid. You're like Miller. You're like (laughs) Miller just creeped (laughs) up. That's why Miller (laughs) loves you so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy sometimes. But yeah, um, I enjoy seeing people coming out of the shell as well because Mm -hmm. of that. And like being... A bit, of a, a bit of a person that they didn't think they can be for mm. a moment mm. and discovering a bit of a different energy in
0: the long run in themselves. Mm. It helps. Yeah. It's a weird one as well, like how I heard it today, actually, and talking about how in a way being nice to people is kind of selfish because of how it makes yourself feel anyway. Mm. But it's a weird one because it's like, it's not detrimental to anyone. It's If anything, it's great, obviously, to make someone else feel nice, but yeah it's a, it's an odd concept that we do things like do nice things for other people but at the end of the day it's still how it makes us feel because even mm. and, it, and it's a good thing i agree but it, it's it's still strange because it's like yeah can you ever it, that's what it got me pondering. that's probably <laughs> one of the car questions that i was talking about it's like can you ever be doing something that's fully selfless or like because you at the end of the day you always in, in my experience you're always doing something for how it makes you feel mm-hmm. but yeah i guess I'd the like the question yeah, that. <laughs> <think it's> so <laughs> that, that is a deep one.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I'd say, yeah, definitely. I mean, in some way, you're living and you're living for something. Every morning you wake up for a reason, mm. or you know, you everything you do has has a reason. Mm. Like there's nothing that you go ahead and do without a reason. Like even if you do nothing, it's for a reason mm. because you want to do nothing in that moment because of whatever has been going on you want to relax you just want to have a me time or whatever it is it is still for a reason um and i don't know about selfish or not but if it benefits somebody and it is a bit selfish as well why not Mm -hmm. if if it's just positive for everyone at the end of the day yeah that's what i would say
0: um at the start of each of our episodes, as well, we do usually do a welfare check and a recommendation. We sort of had a bit of bit of dinner before as well, checking in on each other as well. But yeah, how how has your week been? Obviously, it's a Monday night, so it's, it's a Monday it's early I started. Yeah, yeah. How are you traveling so far, and and how was your weekend as well?
1: Good weekend was beautiful, very relaxing, long run with Ricky. Mm-hmm. That was really good fun, really good chats. Always nice when you go out with somebody new. That you haven't been on a long run private with because mm. then you open up you have like two three hours to just to chat on the way um and then p3 just mm. relaxing and um taking care of the body and the mind literally just by myself i didn't want to go with anybody else for once mm. what recovery do you do uh, i do the pools and then the boots after I, that so are I the boots Eh. yes yeah. yeah so how does that actually work like uh, basically what it's meant to do, it's meant to, um, move the lactate, I think it's called lactate, mm-hmm. um, from your legs up and down, yep. just making your legs basically recover faster and become better. You yep. know, exactly what the benefits are behind it. I don't know, but I feel <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel, feel amazing after it. them. Oh, awesome. It's like the best thing you can actually do. I was feeling very, very tight because I'm lifting very heavy in the gym at the moment for the legs to get yep. stronger. Yeah. And Saturday morning run was horrible. Like I went out with Ricky, yeah, and I was sweating. I got a picture. I'll show you later. <laughs> I was full on sweating, and he had a, not, not a drop of sweat on him. Really? And I was like, just my legs are heavy. Yeah. my legs are just ah oh, cooked completely. Mm-hmm. And then I go there, and then Sunday was just chilled mm. all day. Mm. Did a bit of a training session in the morning, but didn't do anything more for the, for the body. And today I felt perfectly fine this morning mm. when I woke up. Went to do the hills and then i was feeling cooked again <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
0: saw you getting after in the rain this morning it was yeah. good
1: yeah i was getting out there and wanting to do hills uh with rain it's a bit slippery but gotta, gotta get it done yeah i've yeah. ditched both mondays the last three weeks <laughs> I <didn't tell> anyone.
0: <laughs> uh, it's right. no one's listening so <laughs> yeah um, craig what was your recommendation
2: yeah so recommendation there's a documentary and a movie i've only watched the movie um Someone at work recommended it to me. And it's called 13 Lives. Mm-hmm. It's about the Thai soccer team. that Oh, was, yeah. oh um, The cave saved, thing? The cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I rec- I've only watched the movie, but apparently the documentary is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know which audience should watch it. I think, I don't know. I'll probably do the documentary second just so that in case the movie is a bit far-fetched. <laughs> far Have you? Yeah. yeah, I've watched
1: it. I've watched the, Um, I think it's a documentary that I watched. Mm. um or the movie i don't remember i think it was the movie but it was a real guy mm. that was there in the movie he played in the movie really ah, yeah. yeah okay that's really interesting what but, i
2: find wild is how they actually saved got them out like yeah they had them they sedated, sedated, them sedated them and, and then, then oh really yes yeah. Yeah, so they had to be to say disa- uh yeah they had to be sedated yeah and then it's really interesting pulled out and had to get given like regular jabs to keep them sedated because if they woke up they'd freak out and drown mm-hmm. oh right so they sedate them put the mask on them and then tie them up and just pull them through the cave yeah really yeah wow. it's a really good movie to watch i, like, yeah. really I vaguely
0: well. remember seeing something was this was this the same one that elon had like an idea for and then he got ripped on is that that one i might be thinking um, of a different no, situation so. but I remember seeing something Because they were getting pulled out of
2: there But yeah So what's it called? 13 Lives
1: Yeah There's two movies for it actually One came out years ago
2: Yeah one came out this year as well And one
1: this year But this year is like proper good actors and stuff The one that came years ago Yeah It's just a basic one But still
2: Movie like with a real guy That's that's an interesting thing It's crazy And like they they were like six hours each way They had to What? They had to die for Yeah Far out Mm -hmm.
0: <laughs> so, because did they initially just go in and then it started raining? Is that how it happened? It was yeah. monsoon, and oh. then they
2: went in and just started, yeah started pissing down. Yeah, to,
0: to be able to find them those pretty amazing.
2: Crazy in, that in somebody still person. went
1: after
0: them and actually searched for them. And, that, they,
2: and they were there for Believe that they were still. I think it took nine days for them to be found, hmm. and then it took another like eight days to be rescued. So really, they were there it for like well to, over two weeks. Wow.
0: It's, yeah, it's crazy, those situations. Like, I know, I remember one of the first ones was those guys in Tassie, I think, in the mines. Mm. Do you remember that? that they was, got stuck, yeah. Yeah, there was two guys, and they were, like, they, was, they were pretty much squished. I might have been before you got to Australia, but they, uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but they were, like, the squished cave. pretty much back-to-back. Back, in a cave? Uh, in, like, a mine shaft, and, yeah, they got stuck in there for ages, and, obviously, they were kind of just pinned and, like... Yeah, you, you spend, like, you think, it, even, well, you for yourself, Cora, did um, isolation for two weeks, mm. and that was, like, at least in an apartment and yeah. stuff, and you're still starting to lose your mind. Like, imagine being pinned up next to someone else, like, just oh, having I to couldn't. piss oh. on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you, did they get out? Yeah, yeah, they they got yeah. out. Yeah, they ended up getting out. I think one, uh, yeah, I could be butchering it, but I think one guy might have died. There was a few of them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah, it's pretty wild, but... Could, could you ever do that, or, like... Cave surgeon
2: oh, no, where they
1: squeeze through those little. I'm like, how are you sure you can mm. come back from that? They're that terrifies like, sh- me. Hey. Shimming oh. with their
0: shoulders down.
1: Yeah, how do they do that? Like they sometimes they have to put the shoulders, uh, their heads up, mm. so they can actually get through because the shoulders is too, mm. too.
0: Have you oh. been in an MRI machine before? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you have. Once, so. Yeah, that even that itself is a bit like daunting. Like I, I feel pretty good when it comes. Don't to Don't move for like how uh, long? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Are they and just they have they the music. <laughs> yeah, they have the music and stuff. Like, you can chuck some headphones and that sort of thing on, and mm-hmm. you just go on sort of in and out. Like, I think what did I get it done? Oh, I got it on my knee, so I had to go in feet first, and then I was kind of like, yeah. So it was like a respite every now and then, but it, yeah. Like I started to calm down after a little while, but. And that's for me. Mm. Like I know, like my granddad went into one, and he's pretty big kind of dude, like <laughs> a lot bigger belly than me. And like I was thinking, he must have been scraping the top. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Poor bloke. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Well, first of all, I wanted to touch on your journey to Australia, because obviously, not whether people can tell with the accent or not, but where are you originally from, and how'd you get here? So I'm from Greece. Um,
1: I'm half German as well. So. My father is Greek. My mom is German. Um, I've lived in Greece my whole life. Um, Now, I've lived in Germany a bit. I've lived in Holland a bit. I've lived in... uh, I've just traveled a bit around. Mm. Like, I could never just stay. Since I've been 18, every winter, I've been somewhere else, doing something else. I couldn't... Like, it's just such a small island I'm from. It's called Kos. Mm. It's 48 kilometers long. (laughs) So that's all. 30,000 people in the whole island. In the summer, it's like a quarter million. Mm. tourists and stuff um so yeah i mean greece is a paradise but what i always say is like a golden cage with zero to no opportunities for young people right mm-hmm. it's like paradise if you are young like a child up until like 16 i would say 17 because you have like pure freedom zero crime pure freedom it's just paradise you can go whatever you want i was going home 1 a.m when i was i don't know 14 years old and nobody really cares because nothing really happens around there. Mm. And then you sort of grow up and you want to see more, you want to do more. And it's so hard to get out of there because it's an island. And you can't just just grab a plane and go mm. anywhere. It's not like here where you can just grab a, a car and go, let's say, down to Byron or up north and see something new. You're always at the same places, doing the same things. And at some point, you're just like, especially if you want to see and you have all those like big things in your head. Um, So I, I tried leaving, um, I had this idea in my head, then studied for three years um, Then after that I basically got an opportunity to run a hotel, to be like a manager, with 21 and had my own bar on the side, that was pretty interesting, With being 21 years old Like I was looking at it like, okay, I can definitely give that one a crack It was definitely some big three years of a lot of party, good people, making some really good friends um but i saw a lot of i don't know if you guys know about that, the war in syria mm. a lot of refugees went through europe and they passed through two islands lesbos and greece um, and kos sorry lesbos and kos and it was like i've never seen something like that before you only see it on tv mm. and you're like oh yeah okay like you don't really know what it is but then you see it actually happening in front of you people like in boats in the middle of the night crossing from one country to another, mm. Mm. with their babies in, in their arms, and all their belongings in one bag, and flooding an island. And you're like, what's happening? Why is that happening? And then you understand what it actually means mm. to have a war in a country. Nobody just wants to f- leave everything behind that they've been building for the last 40, 50 years mm. in their life. Um, and I saw that those three summers that I was there. Um, and then I was just like basically super young. I still want to live and do things and I was not ready to settle and a business that is there asks you to settle. So I was like, nah, I'm mm. not going to do that. So third year, I just got out of it with a bit of a profit, which I was really happy with, even though there were a couple of pretty tough years for, the tourism, for tourism and stuff. Um, went to Amsterdam for a year, um, lived there for a year and then went back with another business idea, which didn't go that well. Um, then I worked for about a year, um, bit of a bit of a special time that time, and then I was just one day I was like 20, 25, 25, 26. Mm-hmm. I said it's now never. or I'm going to Australia that I always wanted since mm-hmm. I was a young boy, and life always got in the way. I've got nothing to lose, and that's a like like that's an aspect I think the moment. We, we always are afraid to leave what we have to get something better. Cause we we're like, Oh, I've built that. I've done all those, all that hard work for this. Yeah. How can I just let it be to do something better now? How can I just leave all that work behind and go and try something from zero, from scratch, from mm. nothing?
2: Mm.
1: Like that was always the fear that keeps you back. And then life as well. And a few other things. But then I just said to myself one day I'm leaving. So got myself a whiteboard. Put on the days from that day on, wrote them down, and started taking them off. Got myself a um, working holiday visa, four one seven working holiday visa on my German passport. Booked the tickets, and yeah, here I am at the end of the day.
0: It's been a great journey. Right? Yeah, God, it's that's inspiring. <laughs> 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 it's, it's epic. Like I, I dove into like your um, Instagram feed essentially to sort of get a get a little snapshot of it and like to see your journey um, and even going to Athens and stuff before leaving to Australia but why why Australia? because you mentioned that you wanted to as a young kid and then like it just so
1: that goes way back to be honest I loved the ocean Mm -hmm. my favourite animal was the great white sharks Yeah, I love them I think they're so majestic and my end goal in life for, for that is just to dive with a great white shark without a cage just peaceful, calm being in the water and just having such a beast next to you Mm. not doing anything to yourself and that's when you understand that it's i don't know i just have this perception in my head everything is just going to blow in my mind of i don't know (laughs) yeah it's such a crazy idea that i've had and we don't have many animals where i'm from yeah so there's not that much of our i don't know I, i love to see animals and um Surf culture and all those kind of things, and I come from a small island, mm. um, so I always like was seeing um, Steve Irwin. I was seeing spearfishing competitions, I was watching diving, uh, when I was like young from like 10 till 16, up until I discovered obviously, um, girls and alcohol and parties, <laughs> <laughs> different story, yeah. But for those like six or seven years, me and my like my best friend who's now a doctor in Germany as well, um, we were just like spearfishing all day like we woke up in the morning first thing we went to the beach to spearfish then on our days off we have when we had enough from the beach we went up the mountains mm. and camped there for two days that's that was our life every summer for like three months every year and I just wanted to see more of mm. wildlife of and just Australia has always been this big you know this big picture and it's in the other side of the world and again my stepdad, Came here as well when he was young. Yeah. Um, and you just see how people change when they go to the other side of the world. How they become more open-minded. They appreciate things much more. From every little thing back home. That they, they take as granted. When they're here. They appreciate it much more when they're back there. Because mm. they're like, wow. We don't have that in Australia. Which is one of the greatest countries in the world. Um so it's definitely special what we have back home as well Mm. and that's the only way to do that is just to get away from it for a long period of time yeah Mm. it's many reasons
0: it's a weird one like growing up on the Gold Coast for myself and never having left here like one of the things I have found in the the few times that I have either travelled overseas or just anywhere is to see how lucky we are Mm -hmm. and then like when you're talking about the refugees through Syria and stuff and even with what has been happening in Ukraine like it's sometimes hard to it's sometimes hard to be almost fully empathetic because you just don't understand it to a certain degree until you've been in a yeah. position like yourself where you've actually seen it firsthand like those people right. in the boats crossing at night and stuff like it's it, yeah it's tricky to actually put yourself in those shoes and that sort of thing and we are so fortunate and then you yeah. you look at the issues that we have here day to day like and you put it in perspective oh that's actually not that bad i'm i'm complaining about something at work and yet i'm Getting to go to work and make money and that sort of thing. Like. Exactly. That's that's what we
1: forget a lot of times. Like one of the best books I've ever read. Um, and I I'm a bad reader. <laughs> it takes me ages to finish a book, and I finished a book in two days. Easy read, very very nice book. Yeah. The happiest man on earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just loved it. Like perspective and how you. And then I saw his TED talk straight afterwards, and how how to think that somebody lost his whole family and still stay that positive Mm. and grew that much and looked at the world and said, everything is amazing Mm. and we live in the best time we can ever be it's crazy it's literally Mm. crazy like i truly think what einstein says where the first decision you ever make is decide if you live in a hostile or in a friendly environment and if if you make that decision of like everything is nice everything is positive then no matter what happens in the long run you're always going to end in the positive. Mm. You always find the positive in, in anything that happens.
0: Yeah, I think I've been thinking a lot lately on just like purpose and how yeah, how, how happiness and, and that sort of thing is just created. It's not something you, you don't find happiness. Like mm. you go and you put yourself in a position where you're going to be feeling it more. And I think I've been so grateful, especially and you've, you've been a massive part in this in the last... I don't know, four or five months or something since doing Run Club and that sort of thing. It's just increased my, I guess, increased my desire to look for opportunities to be happy and make things that, and like obviously living in this area, like there's so many chances to do that. Um, But yeah, like when people feel lost or they, they don't know what they're doing, it's like, it's not really gonna come find you. Like you gotta go get after it or go try things and realize like what you are enjoying and what you're not. But sorry, the computer just froze. Yeah, yeah, but like, I think that's always been something. And it's so cool with this to be inspired by friends like yourself where you're just kind of getting after it. And even this morning, like, you're out running in the rain, you're like, how good's this? (laughs) Yeah, it is. When something doesn't go your way, just do more. Mm.
1: That's what I always say. Like, if it doesn't go your way, just think, what can I do more? Because there's always something more that you can do. And it's something that I've learned through my job mainly Mm. as well it has helped a lot like you've never done everything there's always more that you can do more chances you can take more people you can contact um more messages you can send like there's always something that you can
0: do to better your life and be happier Mm. let's say like this I think as well there's no one I know that would be better suited for a role in sales than yourself like <laughs> just the happiest bloke and I've like I've gotten so much yeah yeah you're just like and any time I've ever met someone and them, like mention Lucas they're like oh yeah I know Lucas <laughs> but
1: yeah so what what do you what do you do for work So I'm in sales I was I was in hospital for 10 years that mm-hmm. was fun as well like super fun because mm-hmm. you get to be around people all the time you get to have fun with them especially back in Greece like you drink with them basically you have a party with them that's why they that's why they come party with you and sit on your bar Mm. um but then one day i was like ah it's, it's good but it's not really what i want to do and then i was like i want to do something different um i didn't know what i wanted to do i know i knew i knew i wanted to be in australia i made that one landed here um that's a bit of another crazy story there but about sales i just got into that but just so when I landed here I wanted basically To do my farm work I had a plan mm-hmm. Do my farm work Three months So I can get my second year mm-hmm. That's how The working holiday visa works And I went to do the farm work And the fires came 2000 End of 2019 Yeah But they had the fires Yeah So we had to evacuate The whole place They put us in a bus They sent us Like an evacuation center And then they put us in, a, in trains And sent us to Sydney And Melbourne Um. And at the end of the day I went back to Sydney And I was like well, I need to work I need mm. to make some money, be able to pay rent and yeah, get through this. So I started working in the opera bar. Yeah, that was interesting. It was definitely the busiest bar I've ever worked in my life. <laughs> like,
0: Is that the one down underneath, underneath like near yeah. right next to the water? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I just went in, gave my resume. Yeah, come, come in tomorrow. Like, oh, I never had an issue in hospitality getting a job. Yeah, um, it was interesting. It was very, very busy. You meet some pretty fun people as well. But then there were just those nights where you were going home and you were thinking to myself, I didn't come to Australia to do this. Yeah. I left Greece where I had everything I wanted. I had a nice freaking place that I was living. Um, I had a car, a motorbike. I had good business running, friends, family. I left because I wanted more mm. in regards to opportunity, something different that I can't have back then. And I was just sitting at 1 a.m., and my apartment in George Street, like horrible apartment <laughs> with three other people. Um, completely miserable, like what am I doing? This is wrong, I should not be doing this, I should actually be doing something better. And I see this video from like a sales um business, um, that I actually got connected and I, I was looking at it was like on Shark Tank, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have ever seen it. Yeah. Swish. They recall ISR training back then. Okay. But now they're called Swish selling with integrity, selling honestly. It was their motto, and I saw that, and I was like, he went in and he spoke to billionaires, to millionaires, billionaires, people that have massive businesses, and they were running a business and were making thousands of dollars, mm. and he went and spoke to them like he was, like he was speaking to them like perfectly fine, awesome, relaxed, very calm tone, no nervousness, nothing, you know, and I was like, that's how I would like to be in some way. And I know this comes through communication skills, like actually being able to put that in there. And then I inquired on the website, I got in contact with them. And then I still had to do my farm work, obviously. So I went back to do the farm work. But before that, I went to an event and I saw them live. And I got connected with the videographer. And then um, through that, I got slowly into more of a sales um, environment, let's say. Started connecting online with people in the middle of nowhere doing my farm work. And just trying to learn more as much as i can about it yeah just to do it it was like the, one of the main goals and yeah we ended up on the other day getting into sales and now i'm working for you which is a trades and services platform mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're really really fun so
0: is it like a commission based job or are you sort of
1: yes yeah so it's a base salary yeah um and on top of that is commission yeah which is pretty pretty um pretty good in some way yeah because in some way you're running your own business yeah your own
0: self yeah but on the flip side of that it can be stressful because it's 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 an interesting concept because like i've only ever worked in jobs where either getting money per hour Mm -hmm. and which is a strange concept in itself because like if you're getting paid for a job and you do it quickly you should be rewarded for your efficiency but you just if if you like yeah it's a it's a strange one but Obviously with a commission based job it's really dependent on like your ability and that sort of thing as well. Have that have you found challenges in that? One hundred percent, yes. Like
1: um because it's not labor, it's literally you have nothing to do with your body. Mm. You're just sitting there or walking around. It's all just up here. So what that means, if you have a bad day personally, or you've had a bad week, or something's happening in your life, it affects your, your performance. Mm heavy so your results are not the ones that you that should be and that affects you even more so then you have weeks where you start with like a bad week where you can't focus 100 percent on your job and then you end up in an even worse week and it's like it's so much harder to get out of it but it makes you so much stronger mindset wise Mm. because then you just have to decide like am i just going to be digging the hole deeper and deeper i'm just actually going to get out of it Mm. Uh, i'm really fortunate for the business that i'm in like i'm sure people in other businesses don't have it that easy but the boys that are running there their values are amazing they're um on the health train they're really really strong and um mindset and you run your own race but we are a team still you know so all those things have helped me being in a job for two years which i've never been before the longest i've ever been is 10 months mm. before that and that was because i had to
2: not because i wanted to <laughs> yeah massive difference um I just want to jump back to when you moved to Australia, obviously when you're, you said you're 25, 26 mm-hmm. and you're ready to move. But then you said when you're in Sydney, you're kind of stuck in a bit of a rut where you thought you needed to do more. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to see if you, well, what the biggest obstacle was when you moved mm-hmm. and then if you had any tips for other people that are moving country. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I'd say, I came here with nothing,
1: like, literally not knowing anybody. Like, I landed here, luckily my, step, my stepdad is from here, so he was here with his family, and he picked me up, but the place I was meant to stay pulled out, like, literally last minute, and that's a funny story, because I was, I was working in Greece in the summer. I was working, like, three jobs. I was head down, saving money just to be able to come here and have a bit of a pillow mm-hmm. behind me. And I was working in this this sunset bar where they do, like, like a wedding, um, anniversaries and all those kind of things and it was one anniversary where it was like um, an Aussie guy I think, not an English girl they were getting married there and I was like, I'll just say hi to some people, tell them I'm going to Australia see what happens and there's this guy, Michael Cheeky <laughs> Mr Cheeky I call him and they're just chilling there and we have a really, really quick chat, literally like five minutes hey, where are you from? I'm from here well, I'll be coming to Australia at the end of this, end of this year Oh cool, hit me up. You know, here's my here's my number, I wrote in a piece of paper, gave it to me. I was like, Cool, you know, why not? You never know where it's gonna lead. And um, one week before me coming here, the person that I was meant to stay with had something happen, so I couldn't stay there anymore and I, I know where to stay. And we all know how expensive it can be, actually mm. to stay in a place. So I literally just texted him and was like, Look, I've got this issue. Yeah, maybe stay at your place. I'm like, yeah, sure. Just 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 go to my house, that's the address, I'll leave the back door open. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, just go to my house. I'll leave the back door open, and I'll come at some point in the day or the next day or something to say hi." I'm like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." (laughs) So I arrived here, and my stepdad drove me to. (laughs) He drove me to his house, and I literally had no idea where I was. I found the house. I go behind. I open the door. I go in and sit sit on the couch, and I'm like. I'm in a stranger's house <laughs> on the other side of the world like and I'm just sitting there like <laughs> what um, and he rocks up like f- happiest bloke ever you know two kids um, small place but he uh, timing just fitted because he was staying at his at his uh, his wife's place yeah because he was away and he was looking after the kids because she was like you have your, the house for yourself for the next 10 days oh how yeah, good and I was like wow <laughs> so I could actually like sit down and focus on a couple of things that helped a lot yeah. so my I would say my advice is like don't be afraid to ask for help because the, especially when you go to a new place and if you're just genuine and honest and you don't have bad intentions like people are willing to help they've been there themselves mm. and the ones that haven't been there won't help because they don't understand but mm. the ones that have been like he's a little bit of a hippie himself a bit of a very relaxed person likes his music plays music and you know stuff like that so he was like yeah, of course like we gotta help each other He Mm. says That's that's what we're here for So that would be my biggest advice Like don't be afraid Um, Ask for help And be honest of what you need Like have a plan about it And just try to execute it step by step Make sure you stick with it in some way Because if you just come here And you're like ah yeah I'll see what I'll do You'll end up having fun um, Rather than actually Wanting to move to a different country Because it's a very different There's like two different aspects Going somewhere for holiday to have fun and actually moving there to live there, Maybe yeah, two yep. different worlds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Like probably the furthest I've been to Japan, and even I think that's like a nine hour flight or something like that. But to be so far in in such a foreign place as well, and then you go somewhere and either ask for directions or just ask for help. And uh, J- Japanese people are like naturally so helpful Collide and polite and helpful. as well, but. <laughs> That, that's one of the experiences I've had like being so far from home and you're like man like this is yeah it, it just makes you realize like how big the world is and that sort of thing and to be coming and that was just on a holiday so mm. to be moving somewhere is just another level but yeah I think so because you've obviously gone to Sydney um what were you doing for the farm work though were you was it was it enjoyable because like it, <laughs> no it, it, it seems like it seems like a lot of people like I got a, I got a friend a Scottish mate and He's spoken about it before as well. And then he was up, (coughs) I think he was up north picking bananas or something like that. There's
1: so many different things that you can do. (laughs) Um, I started with just jumping online Mm -hmm. and I just posted on a group and ended starting with blueberry picking. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally most monotone job ever. Yeah. Ever. Um, Started with that and... How do you pick blueberries? Just they just as a full? Just yeah, hand, is yeah. it just full hand? You just do like this, like that. There's like a surely they to, would have had like a machine like, that would just. <laughs> oh, that's why it's all it's all yeah, per I'm hand shaking it. It's all <laughs> per hand. Oh my god! It's like there are people that are really fast, but they go there every year, mm. every year, and they like
2: very very fast. They make good money as well. Do you get paid by like bucket or per blueberry? Yes. <laughs> 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 it's per kilo actually. It's like yeah. per tray. They had something like that. Yeah. So that's how you were working.
1: I do that for like five days. And then I was like, I've got enough of this. So yeah. the first night I arrived in that town, I was like, I don't want to party because I don't want to party and I know myself if I've got free time. I was <laughs> like, I'm going to party and go out and spend money and, you know, Make waste my time and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. 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 So the first night I arrived there, I went to the first pub, knocked on the door and I was like, hey, like, I'm just, you know, really quickly asking, do you need anybody to work here? Marty in the union in Tambaramba. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for something, I can have you here. Do you have your... RSI, yeah yeah, yeah? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've got that. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, you can come and work. It's like, awesome. Um, Where, where am I starting? Can you be here tomorrow? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I started with you there at night. And through that bar, I met, like, all the small towns in Australia. I figured they've got this big dog, the one person that, you know, is in charge of everything in some yeah, way, yeah. the mayor of the city. And he looked at me one day and was like, hey, do you want a job? <laughs> I'm like, I got one, but what do you, what do you have? He's like, ah, you just go up, up to the mountains and you chill and you plant some trees. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I asked Marty, the guy that owned the pub, was like, yeah, yeah, my, my my stepson sometimes works for him. It's pretty relaxed, You just go up the mountains chill. And it was literally, I gave up the blueberry straight away. Yeah, it was literally. They picked us up with a minibus in the morning. You drive for one, one and a half hours sleeping in the minibus, and that's paid now. Yeah, right. And then you arrive. In snowy mountains up in cosy oscar somewhere in the middle of nowhere and you do rehabilitation mm-hmm. i think it's called mm-hmm. and we're like 10 blocks for 60 trees so what we have to do we have to make holes then we have to chill for two hours because it's too hot in the summer so you're not allowed to work more yeah and then you go back you work for another half an hour and you chill for two hours <laughs> <laughs> well it was like the best the easiest job i've ever done in my entire life yeah. honestly um but we were talking before about like animals and stuff. Yeah. So we had a, some pretty close encounters with like some snakes. Yeah. And that's what makes this job a bit dangerous. Well, people don't want to do it because if anything happens up there, like you're done. Yeah. Like yeah, nobody's it's a long there. way away. You're not saved anymore. You're done. And we had like once we were planning on like a steep hill like this. Yeah. And we needed like um, some logs to put on the ground so the... the like stakes. Actually, stakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we basically go. Get the, get the steaks. One guy brings them. I grab them from him, carry them, give them to the next person. Yeah. And then we open them up and you see in the middle there's like this massive snake, some oh, sort. Really? Yeah. And we are like, oh, mate, and we were just carrying it. <laughs> <like this. laughs> oh. That's where you feel like, ah, oh, that's those, actually an adventure. Those I'm Steve old.
0: Owen YouTube videos didn't yeah. come handy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's where I was. Okay, that's, that's Australia. We're learning now. Yeah. Slowly. We're learning. That was the farm work. That's what I did the first time um and then the fires came yeah and i went back to sydney um and then when i went back it was winter time so i went back and i did pine tree planting yeah i don't know if you've heard of anything about that before no not too much what's involved it's involved it involves you running around a mountain for like 20 plus kilometers yeah 10 hours a day planting pine trees <laughs> so you you literally have to bend over about three thousand times a day yeah Having like two tray one tray on this side, two trays on this side, walking over logs, I've never done a harder workout in my life. Really? Never. <laughs> the first five days, I was literally going home and I was putting my legs up on a chair on my bed. Yeah. Just so the blood goes out of my legs and I could sleep. <laughs> that was me the first five days. It was horrific.
0: Jobs that involve, like, a lot of bending or, like, leaning, like, tilers, concrete, anything like that. Like, I even doing our bathroom at the moment, like, I'm so grateful. You do like, your Oh, like, so doing the demo and stuff like that and then being waterproofing at the moment. But, like, yeah, obviously, like, leaning over and waterproofing and stuff, it's like you're essentially painting the ground. Yeah. And dumb, dumb choice by myself. I forgot to like buy like an extension pole, so I could have done it all. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I want to. Even, even tonight before the episode, I was like, I was talking to Amy. I was like, I got 20 minutes. I'm like, I can get an extra coat on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I was so grateful for like being in a role now where like I'm um, off the tools or like uh, uh, far less anyway. But yeah, there's been some big day I was just laughing because you, when you're talking about having like the, half an hour on two hours off i'm like yeah. i wish my boss when i was doing my apprenticeship <laughs> knew that <laughs> it was the easiest job ever done like and then tree planning the hardest job really I've ever done hardest job ever do you do you find jobs though like uh, do you feel like you need to be active or like doing something or are you sort of at that point in the time you're happy just to chill and just enjoy it up there um are you talking about like in general like The life I want to be living And the job I want to be doing long term Or Or just work in general Because like I know Jobs I've been on like Large work sites before And Mm -hmm. you can kind of hide Like that's part of the game Like that if you can just sneak away and do little, as little do as little possible. Little one, yeah. yeah, yeah, Have you seen, seen the one. Inspired and they do yeah. the
2: um, professional bludger? Yeah. <laughs> it's like some old dudes like telling them when to work and when not to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're talking about like hiding spots in the site <laughs> and stuff like that. Like the classic one, I don't know if you've heard of it, but like the... Um, Australian uh, apprentices always like they'll need to do multiple poos throughout the day. <laughs> so it's like the port, the is the place to hide. I mean, and like, there's, there's no, yeah, there's no fooling a boss because everyone's been through it before and that sort of thing. But it's like this sacred ground. That you can't be like, oh, like you've done three shits today. <laughs> Come on.
1: I, I definitely feel that we did like before doing the before doing the pine tree planting. Mm-hmm. We had to fix them in the nursery. Yeah. So they bring the trays, and you have to take the ones that didn't grow out and fill up the trays with good ones yeah so when you have the trays next to you to plant them they're full and not yep. just like half full because you're being paid by tray in some way yeah they will obviously mm-hmm. for you to plant every single tree that is healthy yeah mm. so we were doing this and when you wanted to have a quiet moment you were just disappearing into the the loo for like 15 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i had milk this morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. um one of the uh i guess well how how it kicked off our friendship is um your pride and joy, Hedges Run Club. Yep. So how did that come about? Um, obviously, running's been a massive part for you now as well, but yeah. Yeah, Hedges Hedges Run Club. Um,
1: yeah, that, it all started with like the 75 hard mm-hmm. that I was doing. That was um, end of last year. I started it around, I think, October it was, if I remember right. Like I, um, I lost a friend, um, took his life. I was completely like out of the blue, like I've never had anything like that before, um, and it definitely rattled me. Like I didn't know what to do. I was hiding a lot. Everything was scary in a way, and I needed something to like bring back, bring me back to life in some way, Hmm. put put back structure in my life. And I just heard about seventy five hard, so I just started that one, um, and just went with that. Yeah, it helped me a lot. Um, Did you want to explain what seventy five hard is? Yeah, the seventy-five heart is basically you gotta do two workouts a day or forty five minutes. You gotta drink four gallons of water, um one gallon of water, so four liters of water. You gotta stick to a meal plan, no cheap meals, no alcohol. Um, you gotta read te- read ten pages a day of a book. Um and you gotta take one progress picture every mm. single day. That's basically the things that you have to do. Um biggest challenge for that, oh it's just like sticking to it and the time that you have to allocate. I definitely had to miss out on a lot of things, but looking back, I would never change a thing. It put me into the right path to actually be able to cope with what had happened. If I had just continued the right way, then just like that, without anything else, without like a specific goal, that was 75 days. It's like two and a half months. Mm. It's not like it's 10 days or something and then you're back to what you were doing. It takes time and it takes a lot of effort to actually stick with it. Um, if I had start, if I hadn't done it, I would have definitely gone down a different road of like drinking, being doing bad things, toxic things. So <coughs> I got through the seventy five hard, and then I started I was hanging out with people that were in, in the same boat, like health, fitness, and those kind of things. And then we were just like sitting one day um, at Mind Park uh, with a couple of boys, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do my <coughs> my workout in the the morning before Pack still, and one one mate like Tyler I just suggested why do we run beforehand meet here and have a real quick run I was like yeah sounds sounds like good fun, so it started like that and then like a f- few weeks later it was like from three people we ended up being twenty people, and then I'd never thought of like creating something out of it or making something out of it, and then everybody else was like hey Lucas no everybody's around you in some way like why don't you create something, and do something out of it I was like like what. I don't know, like a run club, there's so many around here, there's nothing happening on Wednesday. Oh well, yeah, sounds sounds fun. But well, you got that fear of like, oh what if it doesn't go well? what is it? If it doesn't go well and you're like, Who cares? Mm. <laughs> like I just want to meet up with my friends and just enjoy. Mm. And that's where I've t- took it till today. I just want to meet up with my friends on a Wednesday morning and enjoy. That's all what I want to do. <coughs> nothing more. And that's how it's been created. Good people, good input, um, and really good fun every single Wednesday
0: yeah it's pretty unreal like I got chatting to someone the other day and they I was like just doing the casual like oh yeah where are you guys from and they're like, oh, they're like Brisbane I was like what yeah. <laughs> they're like they've <laughs> driven down from Brisbane and because we're kicking off at 5 o'clock so they're, yeah they're leaving early and early. That's, yeah that's pretty cool to see like something you've created pretty those things as well yeah. very yeah. amazing like
1: mm. I, I, sometimes I'm like how why I don't understand it myself but on the flip side of that I benefited so much from MindPack when I was like a little bit rattled and 75 hard how do I meet new people and how do I meet the right people good Mm. people like people that have the same things that I want to do like healthy lifestyle sticking around like good positive uh, vibes and I got into MindPack and it was the same for me like waking up early um, and going there has benefited me so much throughout the rest of my week Mm. I think it's just the same for those people as well. And then it becomes a bit of a responsibility on your end and it holds you accountable to even if you have a bad week and trust me, I've had bad weeks like I can't be bothered a million things happening. I just don't want to do it, but I have to show up in some way mm. and I show up and I'm 10 minutes in. I'm so grateful that this thing exists mm. and that I actually put in the effort behind it to create it because it, it helps me so much to like get out of a a bit of a rut yeah or a bit of a thing that is going on and you're thinking overthinking stuff that you shouldn't and stuff like that which we all do sometimes some days some days more some days less but I'm so grateful every single Wednesday when when that happens and I get into it and we end the Wednesday and I'm just like a new new human being Mm. with a massive smile on my face driving my car down the road going to work and I'm like I'm
0: actually happy like yeah that's all it takes nothing more yeah i was talking to amy about it the other day and like i'm really fortunate to have so we have like our office down on a wednesday as well and that enables me to i guess do this sort of stuff in the morning and start a bit later and and it's like a it's like a weekend like i look forward to wednesdays so much and like mm-hmm. to go down there and having like yourself and like reaver and brad and all these people are just they're, they're too happy for you not to be sort <laughs> yeah. of thing it's like you get down there and everyone's just smiling and like there's a bit of excitement especially through this stretch of winter like it's been pretty fresh jumping in the water but it's like it's good and (laughs) yeah it just gets you up and about and it's like it's honestly the best way to start a day so that's been been awesome but obviously running has been a massive thing for you you did touch on before that you're doing the heavier sort of legs training is that Mm -hmm. to benefit your running
1: yes i just want to get stronger Mm -hmm. it's like i see people that are strong they they don't just run and when i started running i thought it's just get out there and get the keys in but it's not just that; it. it's like so many little things around it like nutrition um lifting in some way form and training the right muscles and knowing why you're doing it as well um so that's the main reason why i do it at the moment just want to get a bit stronger with running mm. and be able to withstand
2: a few bigger challenges hopefully mm. down the road and mm. you did the marathon how was your prep for the marathon? Cause <laughs> Gone <laughs> off previous podcast, Blake's so wasn't <laughs> that great. <laughs> he went from running the half to deciding to run the full. And he did it pretty well. Yeah. He came out of it pretty good. Yeah. You didn't yeah. even
1: look tired. You didn't look, nah. I think
2: you had a bit more in you as well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah. It was a it was a pretty conservative one, but um, I was just happy to be there and happy to finish and all that sort of stuff as well. But yeah. You didn't look
1: like you felt heavy, <laughs> like you pushed really hard or something. Honestly, I yeah. saw you and I was like. Oh, he definitely has a little bit more in it. <laughs> he skipped some of the track. <laughs> <laughs> Must have hit that bomber pretty well. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Now nah, you guys Chris because what you you ended up knocking off forty five minutes off your time? An hour. An hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why. The last year. It's pretty
1: interesting, like just actually training a little bit mm-hmm. and putting the work in and and enjoying the run. Like it was just a goal to run a marathon. Mm. You know, a lot of people have that in their minds, and then when you hear about the GC Mara, you're like, perfect big event you look at the youtube videos and stuff online like wow that's i want to be a part of that Mm. and then you hear as well that there is just 0.01 percent of the population that have ever run a marathon oh really yeah Yeah, right that's the ratio and it's you're pretty amazed about that you're like wow we always talk about the one percentage there you go the (laughs) 0.01 percent um so when i last year when i was training last year i trained but i didn't sort of train for fun i just trained to train Mm -hmm. i didn't train because i enjoyed it and it was not the same so this year i trained and run because i enjoyed it mm. so it was so much easier so much easier to do um i did get injured because i went a bit too crazy went completely off the top to like a half one friday and then a full one yeah you ended up doing the double up <laughs> <at> home <laughs> that was not the smartest idea as well yeah um yeah and then i was injured for like a month before the myra so I couldn't really proper go. goal mm. uh, it was the day when we like went yeah, yeah the did goal. the beach walk. <laughs> I, I did the beach walk as well after that because I couldn't run yeah it so was a bit of a relief Um, but then tomorrow was just like an exciting event so mm. many good people around there so many chats on the way sharing stories and motivating each other people just telling you to go then 10 minutes down the road you pass them come on mate what is yeah. happening and then they're like going and it just becomes a bit of a like I think where you would not go as fast as you would go if it was not for everybody else as yeah. well, being there with you
0: and pushing you and giving you their energy when you need it. Mm. How do you find, because people often talk about like the 32, 33 K mark, do you mm. sort of hit a wall then or were you kind of expecting it because you'd done it before? Um, I hit a wall at 36.
1: Yeah. 36 because... I'm um, I'm not I'm not well educated yet in nutrition mm. and stuff like that, so I didn't really know what I needed or how I should do it. So you know, you're running, you have your pace and drinking, your your electrolytes and your water while you're running. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. You know, and I didn't have anything with me as well. Yeah. So I didn't get enough in me, and at the end, like at the 36 mark, I felt it. My mm. body, especially when the sun came out, I think yeah, as well. Yeah, dude. Oof. Then I ha- I actually had to stop at one station. Yeah. And sip like two big cups of electrolytes. Like stop. Yep. to be able to drink it without, like, <laughs> getting a, while, yeah. a little over. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was there where I was like, okay, wh- what I want? What do I want to finish on? I look at my watch. I'm like, I got, I got six k's to go. Yeah. What do I want to finish on? i was like, I can finish at 3:45 mm. if I go, if I push it out a little bit. Should I just push it a little bit? The last k, I had like four minutes left, so I just gave it everything I had at the it. end. I was like, I almost fainted. <laughs> did ya? I, I did faint for. I would say five seconds Yeah At the end Yeah Across the finish line Put my My hands on my On my knees Yeah And I The next thing I remember Like my Left hand Slipping off my knee And me waking up In a wheelchair And standing up And hugging the guy In front of me Oh really <laughs> <laughs> I just hugged the guy That was like The med The medic yeah, <clears throat> yeah That was That was just funny And then yeah I turned to Taji And was like I'm okay I'm okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> survive. <laughs> Dude It was like I've said it before, like it was so amazing to see like 60 year olds pushing. Like I saw, I remember getting to about thirty k's, which was around Australia Fair sort of thing, and I was only just passing someone. There was he was probably about sixty pushing someone in a wheelchair. I was like, man, yeah. I was like, I got to pull my finger out and get credit because, <laughs> like, you mean yeah, the, the man with his with his wife. Oh, I think it was a young kid. There, there was a there was a few people throughout the run that I did see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the the energy and the inspiration To get on on a run, and at that point as well, it, it just like shines so true that you have yeah. more than what you think you have Definitely. at that point.
1: Hundred percent. Do you see the blind? people? I might have. To
0: be honest, I was struggling that stage. That's well. crazy. Like you
1: just see them, and you're like, oh, I should have nothing to complain about, no yeah. matter how this goes today. Yeah. I'm out here running um tomorrow i'll continue the way i go um and hopefully in a year exactly the same or even better yeah now those people they're still happy the way they are like there's no reason for you not to be happy and grateful yeah for the way you're going it's just no excuse zero nada are you having a crack
0: at the 50 i don't know not tourism. sure. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, so just thinking, working on some stuff. Yeah, just working on a few things. because so is that that's an up and back, hey? It's a pretty big event, yeah. Yeah, because fifty like k, in the is, heat. Is it like is it Cooley to? It's somewhere down that way. Yeah, pretty sure. It's definitely
1: Cooley Corumbin from what I know. Yeah, Cooley Corumbin. Um, I've not so started the course, but it's gonna be a big event. We mm-hmm. have like eight runners already. Oh, really? Um, with yeah, okay. Then I'm sure more people are gonna are gonna join us yeah it's gonna be super good fun we're gonna have our own little marquee there <laughs> an event out of it if I don't run I'll just be a motivator yeah run around with my scooter most likely and kind of <laughs> kind of gels yeah I'll see I'll see i will see i am keen though I mean yeah
0: the vibes are gonna be there you're just sitting on the sidelines does it does it get classed in ultra territory once you get above a marathon or is it like is well. it like it has to include trail as well
1: don't comment it but I think it's fifty is a uh, as Ultra. Yeah, right. Because as basically, yeah, an ultra mm.
0: something. But was it you? I was talking to the other day. You're saying that you much prefer being on the road than the trail, or you sort of you don't mind mixing it up. I've not done enough trails.
1: Yeah, I enjoy the trails, but uh, they're they're a different beast. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a different different story. You gotta be very careful. You gotta be there with your head all the time. I think Ricky said that he enjoys road more
0: oh yeah it might have been yeah
1: i enjoy the trails but i've done more road than i've done trails yeah trails are definitely a different different thing to think about if you want to go out there you can have a good fun on 10k if you want to go heavier it's a different story yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty wild well we are coming up on an hour so we will hit you with these last two questions that we have for all i guess um first one being do you have a favorite failure that has benefited you in the um long run i've thought about it since you've sent me the questions if I can be honest
1: favorite failure um, yes I would say it has been um, the second business I was trying to start it's like a travel agency it was when I left Greece from the hotel and I was like I just got to live a bit went to Holland met somebody there we got really close like business partners in some way started building this idea but a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money in it as well. We went back uh, to Greece, to my, to my home, to start it, to do it. And uh, it was just like,
0: I wouldn't see. <laughs> Sorry, do you my stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is that me? That's my stomach. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, like, I was like, my stomach's <laughs> growling. I was like, it's getting louder. <laughs> I was like, "Is that me?" I know, like, I that's like that. I Sorry, I
1: cut, I y'all. <laughs> 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 I couldn't. That's good. Oh, Not <laughs> like <laughs> pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it got me as well. Then I got to yeah. be honest as
0: well. Yeah. Sorry, continue, sir. <laughs> <laughs> About <to be> serious. <laughs> um,
1: <sighs> back, back in the yeah. So we went back home. Um, it was, it was, it was good. The beginning was good. Like it was exciting. People mm. were actually listening to the idea. They were like, yeah, uh, you actually got something good going here. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know like the
0: Airbnb experience that they've tried to bring out. Like the company Airbnb itself? Or do they yeah. have something called experience?
1: Yeah. So there's Airbnb that has the houses. Yeah. yeah. Where you can
0: rent your house. And there's
1: yep. another thing that they try to do, which is called Airbnb experience. Right. Okay. Which means you go to a place and you connect to locals. Oh, okay. Right. And those locals, you might live in the place, you might not. Yeah. But they take you with them. To wherever you go Mm. and then they get paid by Airbnb which I think is a great idea if Mm. you actually want to see the place when you go there not just be another freaking tourist Mm. in Mm. some way so that was my idea of the whole concept because any person that I had in my hotel I actually showed them the real costs the real Mm. places we go as locals and they they become like people literally it's been five to six years now that I've stopped the hotel and I've got people, a month ago, I had some guy text me, say, hey, my mom is in course. Um, could you you know, recommend somebody to show her around? And I was like, it's six years since I had those people in the hotel. Mm. And they still have my my, uh, my Facebook and my WhatsApp and they text me. Mm. And I'm like blown away that those people are actually still um, remembering what I've done for them. So in some way, I was like thinking about all that and we started building that up. Um and when he, it was like right, not about to launch, but we were just about to go live and somewhere start having a business and selling a product and a service. And yeah he just picked up and left.? Really? Yes, from one day to another. Like every, and I was I had no idea about it, like marketing, online stuff. Like I was all operations, mm. connections on the island, people that I knew. I would be bringing the people around and providing them with great holiday and he would be doing all, all the online side of things. Sales websites, etc. Um, yeah, and he just decided to to go, and that that didn't help mm. a lot. Oh, I tell you, that was a da- dark time. Because I'm a really like, I'm a person, all in or nothing. Mm. Like people tell me it's a weakness, but I think it's the biggest strength I have. I don't dislike anybody. There's literally nobody I don't like. You have to do a lot for me not to like you. Mm. And I become friends in like a in a minute. Mm. I'm like, we have one thing that we share. I'm I'm your friend. That's it. And that's how I've been always been ticking. And we got really really close. And that was like a biggest the biggest like trust um, trust I would say break that I have Mm. in some way in my life. And that definitely brought me down um, a lot. But it showed me it showed me that business is business in some way and then um friends and family is a bit of a different scenario again yeah you got to be able to co compartmentalize i think it's called compartmentalize <laughs> <laughs> that's right
0: we, we learned yabby earlier as
1: well yeah that would be full so yeah that's basically my biggest lesson out of that yeah to be yeah. honest epic i learned to just um, separate things mm. and make sure that I mean most people that know me don't really know what I do for work mm. it doesn't really matter you know it's not who I am mm. it's my job it's what fuels my lifestyle who I am is who I am next to you and you know um, what I do for a friendship and um, and then what I do for my job is my job mm. so leave everything at the door when you go in and then when you get out again do what you want to do and be who you want to be. So it's two different two different things in the mm. long run. I'm sure you don't act the same way like when you're on work side on the work side rather than when you're at home. Mm. So it's two different ways and I had mixed it all together. I thought I can my business, my life and everything could be just one. I could include it all in one. But it's just very hard mm. to do that. Very
2: hard. Nice. Uh second question. If you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? What would it say? I would
1: say... I've not thought of that enough, I think. I would say... You don't have to be someone to help someone. I would say, like, you can easily, like, take action, do something and help someone. And you don't have to be someone. It's something that I, yeah, I've learned through time as well. It's heavy because we all think, oh, why, why should I be on this podcast? Why should I start a run club? Who the heck am I like? I'm not even the best runner. Mm. So many more, so many people are the way better than me. Um, but yeah, through time when you like actually do something and you know, to help somebody, you, you're just like the best runner in the world could be the best runner in the world, but if. If he doesn't take action towards this one thing, it's he's never gonna make it happen. So mm. you can make, you can take action towards it and, and do it. And I love. That's what it. I think
0: it's good cool. stuff. Well, yeah, mate. Appreciate you coming down. It's always yeah. good to hang out. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been really nice over the, I don't know, I guess last four or five months. Um, get to know you better and that sort of thing. And I am ex- excited once you're um, keen to divulge into more things that you've got planned for the rest of the year. So I'm really yeah. excited for you to take on those. Um, big task but big yeah. task big challenges i'll definitely share about that
1: when the time's right yeah definitely a few things in the making and they'll be exciting <laughs> <laughs> they'll be exciting you guys will be around it yeah
0: no nah, it's awesome mate well yeah thanks for coming Beautiful. down